Goak, Ball Talk, Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Jordan, the, uh, the there's two words that are both fear enticing, but also so beautiful in the world of sports. Okay. Game seven, baby. Ah! Game seven, Game baby. Game seven. Yeah, Have you seen the yeah, yeah. 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 Of course, a legend. Uh, but yeah, game seven. Uh, we've uh, we've already got one. Nothing we, easy. <laughs> we'll see if we end up getting two more of uh, of these crazy games uh, yes. that we we love. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's after last night. It's uh, it's it's pretty crazy to think that the Mavericks were able to pull themselves into a game seven here with the Suns. Yeah. And of course, we're gonna be getting into that. Um, but you know, Jordan. Uh, at, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, in life, sometimes you have to persevere through your own game sevens you know when you're when you're aching and you're quaking i mean personally i've gone to the gym uh three times this week i'm, I'm wow. pretty sore okay. i feel i feel like I, I feel like i've just gone through a seven game series but <laughs> yeah. more more importantly jordan um i i i i texted you about this uh briefly uh first time in five years i i played in a, a 4v4 tournament uh last weekend yeah i don't know if i talked about this on monday i feel like i probably did if i didn't you did only I briefly though about... man only briefly you go, yeah man. take, uh, your, take we... your space take your time hey i, I just want to let everybody know uh the only i only played one bad half as i, I, I straight up it was the very first half we played i hadn't played any full court in a while uh it was it Jordan, man, we got to get back on the half court though because the full court not my game anymore that was no, brutal <laughs> it was weird having all that space out there, man. I didn't even know what to do with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been for... I can't even remember the last time, legit, uh, that I played a full-court game. I, I don't think I could... I, I could do, like, one or tw- once or twice down down the floor, either either end, yeah. and, and then I'd be done. Probably when, uh, yeah, we, we used to play on the uh, the, the Ryerson. Oh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Pardon that's, me. Oh, honestly, uh, that's it. Tr- Toronto Metropolitan University. Oh, yes, yes. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't burned my, my clothes yet, but maybe soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or, or I'll save them for a collector's item. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Icorn, Jordan, and Flegel. Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been been crazy. There were, we're, let's kick it off. You know, I was saying that we, we were teasing the game seven. Let's kick it off with the series that ended last night uh, with the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. And, uh yeah, the Sixers went up absolutely fucking sad. Uh, I don't think many people expected anything different either, though. No, um, no the, there's a lot of fingers uh, to be pointed, and uh, there's a lot that is you know going on in that uh, that organization, uh, which everybody knows. Um, but James Harden, the guy that they gave up Ben Simmons for for not taking shots in a, an elimination game last postseason, uh, goes zero for two. Zero for two. I I am saying hey, that he, he shot uh, it though. Come on. At least he, at least he put shots up at. Come on, two. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, and then he had way worse on defense. I mean, that was that was like that was the quintessential James Harden playoff performance, uh, especially in a, in a high intensity game like that. But at yeah. home, I mean, the fans were horrible. I mean, leaving with like five minutes left. Uh, I mean, Joel Embiid's out there hobbling around. His face is busted up, and they're they're booing him. I mean, I don't. And then the, and the <laughs> Philly fans were like, "Well, oh, no, yeah." Like uh, I, I feel like they should just start doing that gladiator. Like, are you not entertained, Philly? Yeah. Like, what do you yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you need here? Um. But yeah, the the Heat just absolutely big dog the 76ers in this one. Uh, from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, they they just beat them up. Uh, they they obviously wanted this game way way more than the Sixers did. Like the Sixers looked like they were playing in a regular season game. Yeah, they they looked like shit. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the fans. I I, I was thinking that like at the end, but. If, if the game's even close to out of hand and it's like a, a big game like it was obviously last night uh, and and you 
the fans perceive you as not like putting in enough effort, they'll boo right yeah. away. There, there's boo, oh, boos yeah. rain down, no hesitation. I'm like, well, you know, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should feel worse for Ben Simmons. Maybe if I was in that, uh, you know, playing for that organization uh, with, uh, you know, some some a ruthless fan base, I'd break mentally too. Um, but uh, yeah, that the Sixers they played like shit like that the final score really doesn't represent how much the the heat kind of ran away with this one uh you know in, yeah, yeah. by the start of the fourth quarter the, the the game was over um and yeah like Embiid didn't have the best stat line he didn't shoot that well Maxi also did not shoot well um and you know those are two guys you really rely on offensively for if, if you're Philadelphia but like that's at least they're taking the shots like James Harden I know he's gonna. It, it's gonna be on all like the national podcasts today. It's gonna be James yeah, Harden's yeah. gonna be talked about, uh, and you know all, all the same kind of like tropes. Like he's like maybe the worst playoff performer we've ever seen in terms of a guy who was an MVP putting up some of the craziest regular season stat lines we'd ever seen. Um, yeah. But just the biggest thing, and I don't think it, I don't think you can over you can talk about this too much. Is just that he does not take shots. He doesn't take nearly enough shots to be even an impact player, even if he shot, even if he made all his shots today, if he was nine for nine, still that wouldn't, you, you'd say, okay, shoot even more. Like, I don't understand how yeah. he can go through the whole game and only take nine shots when uh, everyone else in that starting lineup, other than Danny Green, who, uh, you know, hopefully he is able to get over uh, or, you know, gets better soon from that pretty gruesome uh, knee injury that no, he that suffered. Through. Like, that, that's just that, bad that luck. That was beat. That was Embiid's fault also. That's what he yes. gets for flopping and literally throwing his whole body weight onto the floor every single time. He didn't need to do that. No, and, no. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is to. one of those things that he he thinks, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore because uh, Danny Green probably got like a torn ACL or something. Like yeah, that. that looked, yeah, it was pretty rough. I'm hoping, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm not sure about like MRI results or anything like that. I know the Sixers were were kind of pessimistic last night um, just because of how bad it looked. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh I just don't get how, like, I don't understand how James Harden can, can justify this. Like, and, and not even to like, he hit a few threes early. There was some, you know, hope early on in the game that he, he was maybe going to go off again. Like, like he did in that game yeah, five yeah. or whatever it was. Um, but like, I just don't, he, he, he was just walking around the, uh, out there again. And like on defense and on offense, especially when he doesn't have the ball, I've never seen a guy just stand around and do and be so, he, care. he is so uninterested. It's even worse than Westbrook. We clown Westbrook for oh, yeah, it, yeah. but it's even worse. At least Russell Westbrook sometimes is like, oh, I'm going to run in and try and get this fucking offensive rebound. He probably like goes over the back and still makes a stupid play. But James Harden <laughs> doesn't even try. Like it's, no. it's. It's insane, and and this not not shooting the ball uh, hardly at all um, compared to you know the shots he used to take when he was in Houston. It's 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 been happening now basically since he joined you know Philly. Uh, he has the games where he uh, goes off every now and then, but it's I just don't know what to say. He, he I, I've never been so left so like dumbfounded after playoff games uh, than with James Harden more than more than yeah, anybody yeah. else. Like back to that Spurs yeah. game when I. Uh, that that game six uh, uh, when he was with Houston, when everyone thought he was like drugged or something or like concussed or, or something <laughs> yeah, weird. Like yeah. that was weird. And this one was weird, too. I just don't I don't understand what goes on in his head when he's out there on the court. I don't think there's much, man, uh, <laughs> to be honest. I think he's just kind of there to collect his paycheck. I think he gets tired and he just mails it in like like 
it's the same same thing every time he gets into the playoffs. Uh, I think that he, you know, he's he's one of those guys like he's never going to be like a ring chaser per se because he's never going to give a shit enough in the playoffs to qualify. Like he's the yeah. only way he'll ever win one is if like he's like you know close to like pushing forty. He's not even playing anymore. You know, uh, pretty much like how DeAndre Jordan is on the Seventy Sixers, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as a shooting guard or point guard. But yeah, uh, Harden just. For, for everything they gave up, for everything that's happened, for everything that was said and all the, the bullshit around the 76ers organization. I mean, this is like the absolute worst possible, like, you know, way this could have gone. And, and this was who Daryl Moore wanted the whole time was James Harden. Yeah. You could have had almost anybody else in the league. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of better offers out there in hindsight. I will say that in hindsight. Because when they did make even, this trade, even, we thought it would look good. Even CJ McCollum, people, like, clowned that. Like, that deal was, quote-unquote, you know, on the table for the longest time. And people are oh, like, uh, a bunch of Sixers fans and uh, people saying, we're not taking CJ McCollum. He sucks. He would have been probably better this year to have yeah. the way he balled out in freaking New Orleans. He At least he's not afraid to, you know, be a... Uh, a, a guy who goes and puts up those shots like a second option yeah. should. So even he, I think, would have been better this year. Yeah, no, I 100% I agree on that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, was, it was Harden's game to lose. And yeah, he, he you better believe he fucking lost it. Um, I also want to like uh, make this comparison. If we're talking about, you know, shooting guards, I mean, Max Struess on the other end. Yeah. That guy's fucking electric. Yeah. Uh, amazing player, undrafted. I'm sure everybody's probably sick of hearing, but uh, I mean, he's he's, he's, he's awesome. Really I really like him. Put on. He's, yeah, great fit. Uh, a really good 3 and D guy. I mean, he was shooting lights out as well. Um, you know, uh, shout out to Gabe Vincent as well, playing big minutes with Kyle Lowry out of the lineup again. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's been kind of bubbling, and I think that people kind of forget, because again, it's only two years ago from the bubble. Uh, and the Miami Heat were in the finals. Yep. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler this series putting up some, like, insane stats. Like, in this closeout game, uh, he ended up uh, throwing down 32-8-4 yep. uh, on pretty good shooting, uh, just below 50%. Yep. Uh, is Jimmy Butler a top-10 guy? Because I think that he does so much on both ends of, the, like, the court. I think the only real thing you could really knock him for uh, would be, like, the perimeter shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've seen him lead a team to the finals and now a team back to the conference finals. He's only been on the Heat for three years. Yeah. And then, the only year, like, and then last year they got killed by the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. So yeah. it's – I think the conversation is to be – like, the, you can make the argument here. Uh, you know, you build a, a team around Jimmy and it actually works. I don't think that, again, like we've seen it with James Harden. They tried building teams around him and uh, they never got to the finals. So it's I, I obviously they had to go through the Warriors back then. But yeah. uh, just when you compare him to guys who people think like are a no-brainer in the top 10, I think that he's really he really has become like a franchise guy, but it really doesn't get that love. Yeah, yeah. I, I really value what he does, especially like at, at these moments. Like to do this, go on, on the road in a closeout game um, and, and yeah, put up 32, play aggressive all night and give you the, the effort on defense. Like, I think Jimmy Butler is a guy I'd way rather have, like, for a playoff run than for a whole regular season. Um, and I, he still puts up great, great numbers in the regular season. He was, you know, missed a lot of time this year, um, which, you know, if, he, if I think if he had played more, I think he would have solidly been like a an all-NBA third team or possibly even second team guy. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I really value what he brings. He, he, he has, you know, I don't know, he has stretches where he does kind of, disappear or games where he's just not as present uh, as other games like he's not quite as consistent as some of the other top tier stars but 
I, I agree with you that he, he should be, especially, you know, what he brings to the table in the playoffs, he should, should be considered that kind of top 10 level around there for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's, he's like, uh, again, we, we, every time we talk about the heat, we, we talk about this, like they're, they're starting Vincent and Struess and PJ Tucker and, and bam, like though that's not a, you know, a lineup that's going to put that many points on the board. Obviously Struess played really well. You know, and Bam's going to get his points, but it's not like he uh, he only had 10 last night, um, so he's not contributing that much. Like, Jimmy carries a lot of the load on this team that's mostly otherwise centered around, you know, their defensive identity. Um, and yeah, not, exactly. not many other guys could could do it, like fit in on both ends. And, you know, he, he scores in such a variety of ways. He puts pressure on the defense from, like, three levels. And even the, you know, you mentioned the outside shooting thing. I think Jimmy's fine. It's not like he's Demar out there who's like refuses to take no, them. Yeah, no, yeah. And yeah. he's he's he has that like gene that a lot of the like really really great wings in the in the league have. Like he'll make big threes when when they need them. Like I think yeah, he's yeah. like he's not afraid to take three point shots, which is you know uh, usually what the biggest issue is with like guys who struggle to shoot them. They're just afraid to shoot them late in games. Jimmy's not afraid and he, and he can make them. Like yeah, he might not have shoot the best percentage overall, but I don't even think that's a big problem. So yeah, I think Jimmy Butler needs definitely more respect, you know, put on his name, especially, you know, with Kyle Lowry out and hobbled throughout this series. Like that's another, uh, you know, offensive weapon that they would have liked to uh, rely on a little bit more, but it's, it's been all on Jimmy and uh, they, they closed out the Sixers here, which is, you know, that that's pretty impressive. Like the Sixers did look, uh, you know, kind of lackluster and kind of like shit last night, but you know, they, yeah, they had yeah. something to play for. And a lot of people, when Embiid came back and started looking good, you know, picked the Sixers to ultimately win. So, yeah, I, uh, a lot of respect to to Jimmy and, and, and Miami in general uh, for closing this one out um, because, uh, you know, they, they, they've had a great season. And, and like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't know, know about their chances uh, going up against the winner of the other series in the East because yeah, those yeah, two are yeah. fucking, uh, you know, they're battling it out and they're both amazing. But... Um, and, and that'll be the test too. Like uh, even for Jimmy, like w- how he matches up against a Tatum or a Giannis, whoever it is, like how he can, yeah. whether he can match a couple of those guys. Cause there wasn't really that opposing player to go toe to toe against, uh, when you're talking about Philadelphia. Um, cause uh, you know, as, as we're talking about James Harden didn't really step up and then you, you've got Embiid and Maxi mostly doing, doing the work. Um, so, you know, not really a, an opposing position, um, from Jimmy, but as Jimmy said, after the game, Tobias Harris over me, what he was walking <laughs> through the tunnel. Um, and, uh, so yeah, yeah. J- Jimmy w- was amazing tonight and he, he definitely deserves more love. Yeah. Fuck the Sixers and, uh, yeah, bye. we're, we're going to move on. <clears throat> yeah. Goodbye. What were you gonna say? Well, you know, yeah. Good, oh, goodbye. No, no, yeah, that's uh, it. This is a bye. Uh, that's it. I, I'm, I'm sick yeah. of you, Sixers fans. Wave them off the court. Uh, wave the ass goodbye. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, we're we're glad that one's done. Uh, congratulations to the Miami Heat going on to. Uh, you know, again, as I said, the their second conference finals appearance in three years. Uh, and uh, you know, they're they'll be looking to face the winner of the Bucks and the Celtics, which uh, we're gonna recap the. Uh, that game five, uh, uh, just a little bit later on into this podcast. Um, but to talk now uh, about the late night game from uh, from Thursday night, uh, the the seventy the 76ers, the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, we kind of mentioned it a little bit there uh, as we opened up the show here. Um, man, I feel like, and I, I don't know if the numbers really back this up, but it really feels like the the Mavericks live and die by the Reggie Bullock three ball. Yeah, that's kind of like the the trend here in these wins. I mean, Reggie Bullock, uh, you know, another another solid game for him here. Uh, Nineteen points. 
Uh, he hit five threes. Uh, obviously, Luca was Luca, 33-11-8. I mean, you, know, you, can't, you can't really go wrong with that. Um, but outside of that, I mean, like, didn't really hit an okay game. Uh, Brunson was good at scoring the ball, but, like, this really wasn't, like, the Dallas game plan that we usually see. Yeah. Um, and the Suns just didn't look like the Suns at all either on the other end. Like, they had, they had glimpses of it, um, but, like, Chris Paul has kind of struggled down the stretch of this uh, this series. Uh, these, this is another one of those kind of a, a stinker game for him. Yep. Uh, Devin Booker, I didn't think, you know, really, uh, you know, did anything to separate himself from the pack. Uh, even DeAndre Ayton, a, tw- a quiet 21-11. But again, they in a slacking like this, it doesn't really end up mattering. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I still don't think that the Mavericks beat the Suns, but... Uh, this is crazy that we're even in a situation where the Suns might get ousted in the second round. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, if there's a if you're if you're in a one game situation and you have Luka Doncic on your team, uh, it's do or die. And I and I mean, he's he's the best player in the series. So the yeah, by far, the, yeah. I th- I think that if you had to you know if you had to look for a cheeky play here, I think the Mavericks to win this game is uh, is definitely there. Yeah, I, I I'm honestly terrified uh, if I'm the Suns. Yeah, I I, I don't think. Honestly, if I had to put money on it, I I might go Dallas uh, in Game Seven because That's what I'm saying, man, cheeky play. Like it's like e- even if even if everything breaks down, even if the Mavericks like look like shit and go back to sort of standing around hero bar- ball uh, with you know Luca doing his uh, you know a thousand pick and rolls in a row, I still think they can even win that way just because Lu- you know Lu- Luca locked in for one game. I honestly can beat any team in the league. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I, the the scariest thing, literally the scariest thing, if I'm any other team, is like facing Luca in a game seven. Honestly, uh, just because he, he, he is a killer. He's not going to go in there. He's not going to be scared. Um, and they have all the momentum. Like after the game last night, like that was that was a really bad showing by the Suns. Like you, you can't let that happen. You got to at least keep the game close enough so that you've got. If you lose, you have some good positives to go back to Phoenix with. But like it's it it was tough. Like Devin Booker hit hit some tough shots. He I, I thought he played okay through through parts of the game and, and played decent defense. But like didn't didn't shoot the ball well overall. And I, I we just clowned Harden for only taking nine shots. Chris Paul, you only t- took seven shots. Like how how yeah. is that? That's not going to get it done yet. He's got to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, the Suns just in general were completely thrown off their 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 game plan. Like I think Dallas really dialed it up defensively. Turned the Suns yeah. over 22 times, which was insane, and they only turned it over themselves six times. Um, and we're we talked about you know in that the first round series Dallas versus Utah that Dallas was just winning the math game. Dallas took 39 three pointers to Phoenix's 18. So yeah, that's even nuts. even if the percentages like uh, balance out, I mean they shot a better percentage too, which obviously is even uh, you know more of a help um, you know uh, at the end of the day. But like even just those that the the difference between those attempts, um, it, you know, you're 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 just gonna win, uh, you know, with with the three point shooters that that Dallas gets, the open looks that Luca's kind of offense generates for them. It's uh, like the the Suns really had no chance, and I they just looked like like to me offensively they looked flustered the whole game, like behind, like well, they couldn't get anything going at all. Well, as you just said, like 18 threes, what you're down the whole game. You yeah. should be shooting like you should be out shooting them or matching them 
three for three. And again, yeah. that's kind of what I was saying. Like uh, the the Mavericks just like let the ball fly. They were yep. okay with you know living and dying with that, and they were hitting their shots, and that got the crowd into it. Nothing like. The modern day NBA people, that's the slam dunk is great and all, but if you really want to get a crowd going, you hit two to two to three threes in a row, and that'll really get people fired up. That's yep. uh, that, that's the the skill ball that we really appreciate now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't get any of that. Uh, I didn't know what was what was going on. Like it, it really also the other part of this, uh, you know, the home court advantage. No team in the series uh, has won on the road yet. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, if you're if you're the Suns, that is one you know trend yep. that you can look at and be like, okay, positive note. Uh, they haven't won in our barn. We weren't able to win in theirs. But yep. if the Mavericks are able to steal this one on the road, the only road win of the series. Yeah. You're gonna be fucking kicking yourself for how bad you played uh, in the three games that you were. You know, you were. I'm not sure what the the the, the arena is called uh, over there in uh, in Dallas, but yeah, uh, American the, the, Airlines. The, 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 I actually think you might be right. Uh, we'll say that. Uh, the Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, memorial uh, ball Court. Out, ball out Aria. Yeah, yeah. Memorial. Oh, RIP. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I, 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 this was not the performance I thought we were going to see from the Suns. Uh, I thought they were going to close it out for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think. I, yeah, I, I don't know why they kind of have this like uh, like a like wishy-washy play style right yeah. now in the playoffs like this wasn't the suns that we saw in the regular season and i mean like obviously it's a totally different ball game playing uh you know against a team night in and night out you really get to kind of get a good feel for each other but the suns were dominating teams yeah. all year like even when the their losses like they weren't blowouts and now in the playoffs we kind of we're seeing these weird games where you know again chris paul shits the bed devin booker can't really find the bottom of the net. DeAndre Ayton just kind of looks like he's out there jogging around. Like, I've, I'm really still kind of disappointed. I think it's also funny, you know, people can look at that and be like, hey, the Suns could have had Luka. Like, yeah. I swapped this uh, if they had taken him first, but nobody trusts the Euro ball. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very skeptical on the Suns' chances at this point. Like, I know I had them going to the finals, but I mean, if I, I don't know this list like Luca Luca Mania is gonna run wild on you brother and uh, I think you gotta you gotta they're gonna have to keep their heads up there and they're gonna have to fucking pray that Mikael Bridges is coming with everything that he's got in this next game because uh, it's gonna their their fate really is gonna it's gonna sit on his shoulders yeah yeah and like this the this is kind of what I was worried about the Suns really early early on before the season actually played out like they didn't really. They shored up their their backup center, which was their biggest issue in in the finals yeah. last year. So that that was great. But they're they're still putting a lot of pressure ultimately on on Devin Booker to be a guy when you get this deep in the playoffs to like be that Luca, that Tatum, that uh, you know Giannis level guy who can lift up all these other guys, not only score for himself but get other people shots. That's one thing Devin Booker's still not quite there with yet. Like he he's not a guy who can draw and then, you know, create wide open three-point looks uh, for other guys. The Suns as a team do that really well and having Chris Paul next to him, uh, you know, yeah, he gets a lot of hockey assists and things like that, but like the the offensively, I was a little worried like that they didn't get anybody else to come in and and be like a spark plug. Like you you want Cam Johnson eventually in his career to be able to come down and kind of get his own shot. Same thing with Landry Shamit. You know, Tory Craig they bring off the bench is a good kind of defensive, big defensive wing. Um, and Mikhail Bridges again, like only seven points last night. Like another guy who like if he's going to be that that starting three for you, uh, you know, for for the foreseeable future, he's got to be able to give you a little bit more when when the other guys around him are struggling offensively. Like yeah yeah um, and 
and like I said, like Chris Paul, he he's he plays like a one of the best like second options, one of the best second guys in the league a lot of times. But he can't do that all the time. He's too old. He's he, they're yeah. they're putting way too much on him. It was the same same story that we talked about when they lost those initial two games in in uh, in Dallas. Like it's they're they're just the Suns seem a little bit short of uh, you know one more kind of offensive spark plug that they just don't have and. It, you know, we you didn't see that in the regular season because they were able to play the team ball. They were able to, you know, uh, masterfully move the ball around, get great shots. You know, Devin Booker obviously had an amazing year. Um, but it's just it's just harder when these things kind of grind to a halt in the playoffs and you're just left with like the bare bones of what everybody's skills are. And yeah, like yeah. and even Aiton, who, you know, we talked about in last pod as a guy who where the Suns kind of have an advantage. The Mavericks have, are basically just winning those minutes. Like Kleba is a really, really good weapon to have out there as like a stretch five. Um, and again, they they played Powell a little. The Mavs played Powell a little bit more in this one. Seventeen minutes. I think he only played ten in last game. I was gonna say he plays like five to seven usually. He, I think. Yeah. So I, you know, they they had to match him up with Aiden a little bit more, but. Like generally speaking, like Dallas just plays a, a a five out. They stretch everybody out, and they they just they bomb away. And like yeah, Bullock when Bullock plays well, they 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 tend to you know and, and like you said, hits his threes. They they tend to win those games, and yeah, win those games. And and Kleba hit three three big ones. Dinwiddie uh, off the bench hit hit five. Uh, like the uh, some of those were kind of later in the game, but. Like the, these guys can can really shoot it, and Luca gets them open looks every single time. And it's like, what you have to somehow find a way to match that, or just be better defensively. And and uh, you know, going back to Phoenix for this game seven, uh, they they've got to make more of a collective effort to maybe you know you're not really going to shut down Luca. It's it's not really possible. Uh, I I think yeah, the strategy's yeah. got to be just to turn him into more of a scorer and stop letting these other guys uh get open looks and go off. Like that's that's where you're you're definitely screwed if Luca's going to get cuz yeah. Luca's going to get his points anyway. So I, I think they've just got to tighten up on these other guys and then just relax and play Suns basketball. Like I feel like they they stopped trusting themselves and it was a lot of like Devin Booker hero ball trying to bring them back. The Suns are going to win by, you know, everyone's going to touch it uh, on every possession. You're going to get easy shots when they present themselves. But I think they just got to be patient and trust their system a little bit more in the in the game seven if they're going to win. If it's going to be a Luka versus Booker shootout, I'm giving it to Luka uh, every time. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Well, we're going to wait and see how that goes on Monday's podcast. We'll be uh, recapping uh, this game seven and potentially yeah. two other game sevens. Please. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but, the, you know, let's, let's talk about the first one of those potential uh, Game 7s, and that would be the craziest of the two, I think, or craziest of any of these matchups uh, that were happening in the semis. Uh, the Giannis-led Bucks versus the Tatum-led Celtics. Uh, it was a, uh, a fucking another crazy, crazy game. Awesome uh, game. Went right down to the wire. Um, yeah, one of the better games of the playoffs this far. Um, you know, it looked like the Celtics were going to take this one, uh, but then the fourth quarter, the Bucks storm right back. They they put on the rally caps. Uh, how come people don't do that anymore? I want to see that more often. You know, the rally cap. Uh, you know, put the hat <laughs> yes. inside out, throw the throw the beat yeah. down. That's what we need more of. Uh, you know, you got to get yeah, the voice going do. somehow. Um, but Drew Holiday, man, uh, maybe the best oh, defensive man. guard ever, or ever, ever. Pardon me, best uh, best hey, uh, maybe defensive ever. guard in the in the league. No, I don't think so. Uh, best defensive guard in the league, uh, which is funny because the guy who you made the huge defensive play on won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's a conversation for another day. Um, e- either way, Drew Holiday really clutching up there. Uh, you know, he he had a pretty solid game uh, overall as well. I felt uh, you know 
he, he did what he had to do on both ends of the court. 24, 8, and 8. Uh, yeah. You know, shot the ball decently. Could have probably had a little bit better efficiency. But, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, uh, he, he had a couple of nice, you know, just t- times he would get the rock, take it across the timeline, and then just drive down, just barrel down into the lane, and nobody would even try to stop him. Yeah. I don't know if part of it is they thought he was going to be kicking it out, so they were kind of trying to play the next pass. Yeah. Uh, but I can think of a couple of times, like one of the times was he just goes baseline. Tatum's right there and just moves right out of the way. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Like, you can check Kevin Durant in the paint, but you yeah, can't yeah. check Drew Holiday. Like, I thought maybe he was tired, or I'm not sure what was going on there, but Drew Holiday has been scoring pretty well uh, in this series, which I don't think a lot of people would have expected, especially, uh, you know, he, he kind of needs to take that that step yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with Middleton out. Um, but, of course, Giannis, we got to shout him out. 40-11, and 11, uh, another monster game. Uh, he did miss the free throw to tie. But it worked uh, out. In the end, it worked out with OG Bobby Portis putting that one up. Also another great game for him, 14-15 yeah, off the bench. Um but overall, again, this was the Celtics game to lose. I think that that's uh, th- this could easily be a three-one Celtics series, but instead, yep. Uh, yep. you know, we're looking at it as a, uh, or I guess it wouldn't be a three-one. I think it would be a series. I think yeah, it would be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, it would be over. Um, uh, so, pardon me, it would be a five-game uh, series for the Celtics. Hey, Boston, in another universe, congratulations! If anyone's seen Doctor Strange, uh, you know, yeah, the Celtics won in five. Yeah, uh, very, very decisively too. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, we're going into a game uh, six here tonight. Uh, Milwaukee on the verge of uh, getting there to the Eastern Conference Final to dance with the Miami Heat. Which Again. That would be beautiful, man. They both knocked each other out yep. uh, back like in, in the consecutive years leading up to this to see those guys. They each swept each going. other, I think, too, didn't they? I, I think, think it was so. a sweep I and think- then a sweep. It might, it might have been. Uh, we, we might have to go back and fact check that, but I think that that would be insane to yeah. see the Bucks in the heat. Rick, they, they've already got some bad blood. We, we've seen it before. And um, either way, overall, either way, then it would be, uh, even if it goes the other way, the Celtics uh, and Heat rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubbles. We will have a great, true. we'll have a great matchup either way. True, true. Uh, a lot, a lot of history between both teams. But yep. uh, you know, where was Al Horford, man? Where was Batman? My where goat? was Grant Williams? My DPO. These guys, these guys really dropped off, and I think that was kind of uh, you know telling of how this game ended up unfolding down the stretch of the fourth quarter jordan well yeah i mean bobby portis just the the rebounding story uh of the last the you know the later part of this game the the late in the fourth quarter i think he had like something like seven offensive rebounds in this game bobby portis he was he made such a big difference there and yeah the the celtics bigs the the one thing we were worried about we talked about all year like where are these guys going to be obviously Robert Williams, uh, you know, not playing in this one, but uh, like, yeah, Horford definitely came back to earth, uh, came back down to earth. Grant Williams had just a, a rough game. He looks, he looked frustrated out there. Uh, he still did a decent job when he was guarding Giannis, but you know, Giannis put up yeah. forty uh, at the end of the day, and and yeah, they they just did not not show up uh, in this game, and you know, it it looked like that was going to be fine. Like the Boston looked pretty much in control of this game midway sort of towards the end of the fourth. Um, but yeah, it was sort of the, the the toughness and the way that Milwaukee was able to get to the rim, Giannis mostly. And then, yeah, they, they were getting uh, all these extra offensive rebounds, extra opportunities uh, to score again. And Boston was mainly just taking jump shots uh, on, on, the, yeah, on the other yeah. side of the floor. And where, you know, if, if they missed, it was going to be cleaned up by Milwaukee and they, they, they ran it out the other way. Um, and like... Milwaukee just they they just played tougher and yeah I I thought you know but Portis between Portis and Giannis they played way bigger than anybody on the front line of uh, Boston down the stretch of this one and yeah. Uh, yeah like those two Drew Holiday plays not even just the block well 
there was then the steal as, as well to seal the game, but not the the block was the block, but then there was the whole separate play of keeping it in bounds and throwing yeah, it off of Marcus yeah. Smart. Like it was one thing because I I as I was I watched it happen. I'm like, oh shit, did he actually cup that? Because it happened so quickly. That's what I thought. I thought he had the snatch block. He, he 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 had it for a second, then he bobbled it. Then he's obviously falling out of bounds, and Marcus Smart happens to be right there, and he, he throws it off him. The presence of mind to do that is insane. Um, and you know he he talked about it in the, you know the post game that he works on his uh you know core strength and everything. Um, and it, it, he, he, he always tries to keep the ball inbounds. I don't know how true that is. Uh, I, I think a lot of guys would like to say that, that they, they try and block it and keep the ball inbounds, but he did, uh, you know, make that play. He could have easily swatted it out of bounds and it would have been Celtics ball, but you know, yeah, he, yeah. Marcus Smart kind of went up weak with it. I don't think he was ex- expecting, you know, holiday to leave Brown and, and come over and, and, you know, provide that help defense, but. And Smart what? probably shouldn't be taking that shot. Well, no, that, again, all, all the <laughs> all the bad things about Boston coming back to bite them. You know, the 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 jump shooting, the kind of shakiness of their their bigs, and then Marcus Smart being the guy at the end of a game. Like Marcus Smart, like had the ball in the the, the two biggest sort of deciding factor plays down the stretch of this game. And if if yeah. that's the case, that that's just that, that's why. I, like I, I give Marcus Smart a lot of credit for turning into that traditional point guard that we all wanted Boston to get their hands on because they you know that that's what was going to raise their kind of ceiling um but he he showed in the, those last couple of plays uh he you know he's he's not as steady at the helm as as maybe some other guys would be I don't yeah. put it all on him you know he's clearly still kind of laboring through injuries and stuff and still brings the effort but but yeah that that block was incredible to, to and, and then to keep it in bounds and then the strip at the end of the game that like that that was the perfect situation for holiday because you know they they were down three, so if you if you foul them in the backcourt or you know as they're dribbling up, that's fine. You know that that's that's uh, uh, you know a strategy a lot of teams would would employ themselves just to go and foul. So he was able to be extra aggressive, but then very very cleanly swiped the ball. Like there was no Marcus Smart kind of flailed his arms like as if there was a foul, but there was no foul there at all. He, he got all ball. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know seals the game there and like the the. Watching this series, I'm like, damn, the Bucks are so fucking good. If they had Middleton, like they they might just like walk through, uh, you know, the, these playoffs, probably win the finals again. But like, I think with Middleton out, Drew Holiday settles into a more comfortable role as the number two, like the no yeah, question yeah. number two. Like when it's when when Middleton's there, you saw in last year's playoffs. Holiday would just have these stinker offensive games and he wouldn't quite know, you know, what to do. He wouldn't take that many shots or he would shoot it poorly, you know, from three. But now it's like, okay, I have no choice. Every game, I got to take a lot of shots. I got to be aggressive. You know, I've got to shoot threes. And I think he's just in a overall better offensive rhythm, especially at the end of games. You know, he hit that big three after Giannis hit that one to to cut it to three. Um, So I I think, like, they're obviously still missing Middleton, would rather have him out there. But I think... Uh, Drew being more aggressive and knowing his role as that number two guy, that that you know Batman to to Giannis or not not Batman. Well, maybe he did. He t- he took the Batman. Giannis Batman Batman. Giannis is uh, the Robin to uh, Drew Holiday as Batman. But uh, I, I think I think he uh, just settles into that number two role a lot more comfortably when Middleton isn't there. So I, I think that's a plus for them. But yeah, shout out all. All, and and the two role players for for Boston coming off the bench, Connaughton and Portis played fucking huge. Um, and they just they just keep coming at you, man. They they don't give up. They 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 are heart of the champion, you know, to a T. And, and Giannis mm-hmm. really embodies that. He he doesn't fucking care about time score situation. He's just gonna keep trying. Um, and you're gonna win a, a hell of a lot of games like that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And and just uh, the last point that I just wanted to you know touch on. 
he didn't have a bad game at all. Uh, so I just want to get in front of that. Uh, but Jason Tatum, uh, you know, overall, I mean, you look at the stat line uh, on face value, 34-6-4. and four, Still, yep. you know, carried the team at times. Two for 11 from shooting yeah. deep, man. I, I, I'm, even yeah. I didn't shoot like that in my 4v4 tournament. I get to mention <laughs> it one more time, motherfucker. You thought I was done. But no, seriously, like, and the shots he was missing were like wide open ones. And they were like, that's why he was taking so many. It wasn't like yeah. he was just yeah. chucking them. Yeah, um, yeah. So I... I was just really like, when you look back, you lose by three points. He's got to be looking at I know. like nine times yep. you could have tied this game, or yep. if you make two of them, you could have won the fucking game. Yep. It's, it's again, it's a that's the game of basketball. I mean, you could go back and be like, oh well, I mean, Al Horford missed three shots. If he makes all three of his shots, they would have won. But I mean, they're, they're very different situations. Yep. Shots, uh, you know, Tatum should be hitting these ones. It would change the entire complexity of this game. So, yep. uh, I, I don't foresee Tatum having that kind of a struggle from deep again. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely something to monitor because that's a two for 11 is a pretty ugly number. That's not a great percentage, Jason. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to clean that one up, uh, before, uh, game six there in, uh, I believe that will be in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Too, of, uh, going, they want to close it out. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough, uh, place to, 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 you know, keep your playoff aspirations alive in, yep. but uh, to, to to move on here to uh, a place that did have their playoff aspirations stay alive, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, absolutely whooping that trick. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you whoop that trick, sometimes that trick whoops you. Uh, uh, man, I don't really like. I think this might be a pretty quick one. Um, Wiggins disappointing. Curry shit. <laughs> Clay Thompson Wiggins. somehow their best player, and he shot seven for twelve. Uh, Draymond did nothing. Draymond was, it's like, I don't know if he was trying to like troll them or what he was like trying to do when he was like waving the towel and dancing with the this crowd. Is, it was like, it's so like weird. He, I don't like, get I think it. he was, I think he was supposed to, like, he was trying to like put on the front that like, he's so not worried yeah. by Memphis that like, he doesn't care that they're going to be going to a game six now. Yeah. Um, like and, and yeah, they still are one game away from winning it, and they 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 they're going to be playing in their own uh, their gym now. But like, it's the playoffs, man. If Draymond, if you don't realize that holding a three one lead is not a guarantee <laughs> in the uh, the NBA, I don't if know. You who, don't, yeah, who you should, of all yeah. people, come on, Draymond. So I that one that 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 first off really confused me, and I was it was just really I I I it took me a second. I'm like, am I is that really Draymond? I I couldn't tell what was going on there. Um, but again. <laughs> This also opens up that conversation, which is, again, kind of a stupid conversation, but, I mean, it has validity that the Grizzlies fucking play better without John Morant. What is with this? Like, th- this is, like, a clear, absolute beatdown, and the the Warriors were healthy. It wasn't like there was anybody that was out for them that they would usually have besides Gary Payton, but, I mean, they've won games without him. He's been out for the whole series. I'm, yep. I'm kind of flabbergasted about how this game went. Like, I was watching it. Every fucking shot in that first half, it felt like it was going down yep. for the Grizzlies. Every single shot. Uh, I, I Like, Tyus Jones looked like the fucking GOAT in this game. 21-9. Uh, and nine. Like, I, I I, couldn't believe some of the shots he was making. Uh, Slow-Mo Anderson, uh, you know, he, he cooled off a little bit more, but, like, he did, like, a complete package yep. uh, game. Really, really impacted everything that was there. Uh, and I want to shout out uh, our big dog of the year, Stephen Adams. He's back. Finally, he's back. He's He's back in a big fucking way, baby. Yep. He's he's really made a big impact out there. Actually, oh, yeah. uh, I, I I think Xavier Tillman did what he could as, a, as yes. kind of a void filler, but Stephen Adams <laughs> has been filler. really uh, that that's pretty much You're what he was, filler, man. But... I mean, uh, Stephen Adams is he he is the the void that needed to be filled, and yeah, uh, yeah he's he he's doing a really good job uh, now that he's back. So I mean, that's that's another thing. If you're the Warriors. 
now they're getting healthier. They're getting better. If Jaw comes back, you're playing a fully healthy team. Like this is this isn't a guarantee anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The 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 Grizzlies were able to play twelve guys uh, in a uh, you know a pivotal playoff game in the yeah. second round. Like obviously that was you know because they were up by close to fifty at one point. But like this, what a, what in, insanely like I I never would have expected this outcome. And I. I I got to give all credit to Memphis. I'll talk about them, you know, uh, shortly. We, we can talk about them a little bit more. But Golden State, like, I don't know what the hell to think. They're, imagine placing, like, a futures bet uh, at the beginning of the season on, on Golden State to win. Like, it, you would your, your emotions would be going, like, you know, peaks and valleys. Like, the, the way they started out, looking like the best team in basketball. Yeah. And then, you know, Steph with his rough shooting. And then Clay comes back. And, you know, we got Clay back. That's great. And then those those all three of those guys... You know, don't quite look like themselves. The dream on injury, like how dominant they looked in that uh, whatever it was, game three or possibly game four. I'm not sure. Whatever the game that Golden State won, um, you know, in, in a blowout back in San Francisco, like they, they're just I, I don't understand. I don't know what to make of Steph Curry's like performance this playoffs. Like I really don't know what he's going to do game to game. And I never used to feel like that. I used to always yeah. be like, OK, you know, he's, he's going to be good for at least, you know, five to 10 threes he's gonna you know put up his 25 plus and you know be a distributor like pretty much every night like he was a really solid consistent playoff performer like when the warriors were good um and uh or, or when the warriors were their greatest uh, right in the middle of the championship not, run. When, not when he was getting checked by delhi man true true <laughs> um and like for draymond uh, again another thing people have been talking about draymond offensively used to actually do some stuff. He used to actually take threes. Yep. He used to actually, on the short roll, look to attack the rim sometimes. He doesn't really try at all offensively to be a scorer. Yeah. Like, not at all. And now Memphis can kind of lay off of him. And, yeah, you still have to, you know, play up on him a little bit and, and you know, account for him as a playmaker. But when you turn someone, kind of like they used to do with Rondo, like, you're just like, okay, he's not even going to shoot. He's not even going to think about going to the rim or shoot the ball at all. He's just going to be a passer. Like that's easier yeah. to defend that. Like it's in like Clay. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna get from him game to game. It seems like he has his best games at the worst possible time. Like he shoots the ball well when he really doesn't. It really doesn't matter. And and then when you're like, okay, this is when we could really use a good big Clay game. He shits the bed. Um, and like he's been so inconsistent. Has not looked like himself. Um, and then yeah, w Wiggins, come on, what are we doing here? Uh, two for six. Uh, Sorry, unbelievable. man. That he's just he's fudging the numbers for me. So when I place my <laughs> Wiggins Finals MVP value, oh it'll yeah, be worth you're more. okay, okay, yeah, you're in contact. Yeah, so with him. Okay. He, he's he's just doing uh, your boy a solid. True, so true, it's, true, it's true. all good. Canadian um, to Canadian. Yeah, yeah it's, yep, it's yep. just rough. I, I just don't know what the fuck's going on with the Warriors. I don't know what to to think yeah. about them. I, there's not much to think. I mean, I think. I, I think we kind of talked about this before, you know, when we were talking about not hopping on that Warriors bandwagon yeah. early on in the season. It all goes back to, you know, if, as long as you've been watching the NBA throughout the whole year, none of this, the things we're seeing, uh, I would say, aside from the Suns, you know, kind of having these weird rough games against the Mavericks, everything else that's happened so far, we could have predicted halfway through the year. Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean the 76ers are going to quit on their team and the fans are going to quit on them <laughs> and the same James time? James Harden's going to have 11 points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not going to make a shot. Like, oh, that's that's crazy. I, and again, we said this before. The Warriors, they're a good team, but they're not really a championship team right now. No. In the, like this current NBA. They're, they're not built to, you know, beat a team like Phoenix, even if they played the Mavericks. I mean, 
uh, if the if this young Grizzlies team is taking you out out back and kicking the shit out of you, yeah. I mean, I don't really, uh, I, I don't really have much faith in them being able to stop Luca at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Draymond Green will get like five technicals because he's going to be pissed. Yeah. Uh, that Luca's cooking him every night. Um, but I, I, I just don't think that they got. They're still missing kind of that piece, and I'm not saying like a Kevin Durant piece. You know, I'm just talking about like something better, something a little bit more solid. Like, I yeah. mean, Jordan Poole has been that, I would say, like, especially once the playoffs started, he's yes. kind of you know, made them look more like a contender. Um, but relying on that guy who's never done anything in the playoffs to kind of be honestly your best player yeah. um, in the playoffs, that's, that's a lot to put on him. And I think especially if you get to the NBA Finals, like, I think Jordan Poole is amazing. Uh, you know, definitely got some uh, high upside, but, like, He's not like he's a franchise player. Uh, and who knows? Maybe you can clip this and uh, in five years from now, I'll look like a dummy for saying that. It's not like he's but, a franchise. But yeah, Matt, you're going to be clown. <laughs> yeah, but but like I don't think he, he isn't shown, you know, like he's a very great shooter. He's crafty on the inside. Uh, but like I would say he's a below average playmaker, uh, not a great defender, uh, not like the not a blow you out of the water athlete. Uh like Steph Curry, as you said, should be carrying this team. He's yeah. a two-time MVP for God's sakes, and we're sitting here talking about how they can't beat Memphis without their best player. Yeah. Uh, like, like this is just one of those games that they need to kick the intensity up a little bit. They need to fucking give a shit. Yeah. They need to care. They need to the get out there and drilling people. The turnovers, especially early, like it, it was again twenty-two to nine. The difference in turnovers, yeah. It, yeah. unbelievable. Like unbelievable. And yeah, I, I'm not really sure what else they have to do, though. Like, they're, they're the veteran team. It should be the other way around. I know, but, like, a lot of people pointing it out, like, even back when the Warriors were at their peak, even with KD, they're always a high turnover team, always tried to do a little bit too much on passes, you know, got, yeah. got sloppy at times. And, you know, Steph is uh, kind of, you know, if he deserves any criticism in the playoffs, it's that, that he, he does kind of get turnover heavy, um, you know, as as the playoffs go on. Um but uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. It's just tough because I don't want to like completely write off the Warriors because they do have that ability to just go nuclear and, and put up uh, you know a hundred yeah. points on you. But the biggest thing for me is I do not trust them defensively one bit. Clay Thompson is no. now a below average defender uh, most nights, and you throw him out there with Poole and Wiggins, who's going to make a lot of mistakes. You know, Steph has to be out there. Steph's probably been the one of the Warriors outside of uh, you know Gary Payton and even Otto Porter when he gets some minutes. Steph's probably been one of their best perimeter defenders. He's actually been okay on defense, and he was always on those old teams the weak the weak link defensively. Um, and he wasn't oh, even yeah. you know it's not like he was ever that bad. It's just everyone else around him was really really solid. Like they had the Igadala, they had Clay, who was one of the best perimeter defenders. Um, and when they don't have that you know other side of the ball, it's a lot of variance for them on, on the yeah, offensive yeah. end, which is why you see these up and down games. Like they're either gonna you know, shoot it like like lights out and Draymond's going to be on, you know, passing the ball and Poole's going to have his 25 to 30 points or whatever and then they're going to win. But they don't have that defensive backbone to fall back on. Um, and there's just too much that can go wrong for, for Golden State. And, you know, Memphis was just in the perfect situation to, to take advantage of it. Like, you know, credit to them too. Tyus Jones may be one of the best backup point guards in the league. Like he, he might need to be oh, yeah. like a, you know, plays get, the role perfectly. He, he's anytime Jaw misses time, he steps in and you know fills in mm -hmm. completely. You know, production wise, shot the ball, lights out as you said. Jaron Jackson had a much better game. Again, can't put too much stock in like a blowout like this. Anybody's great performances, though. I will say Desmond Bain is back to looking like himself again, which they really missed earlier in this this series when he was yeah. dealing with his uh, back injury, I believe it is. Um, but uh, like, I can see Memphis winning game six. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, at this point, like, again, I thought the Warriors were going to steamroll them, but they don't really seem like, and again, Draymond doing the towel dance kind of yeah, exemplifies that. I don't think they have that urgency, and I think that this, no, this could be weird. kind of what weird fucks vibes. them over. Weird vibes. They're, they're, this is, yeah, I, and I'm surprised Steve Kerr is kind of letting that happen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's a serious guy, and he's, this is a, a former, like, dynasty. Yeah. You should understand how to be professional and how to, you know, handle it. Like, if I'm on that team and I see my fucking teammate jumping around doing that, even if he's trying to be, like, a weird troll, yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> like, take it seriously, man. We're getting killed. They were down 50 at one point. Like, I that's, know. That's, the, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. unacceptable. Uh, I, I, I don't really, I don't know how you, you come back from that. I think, like... Because if anything, again, I would rather Draymond be in the crowd, fucking Ron, our testing guy. Like I don't, uh, like I, I don't, I, I need to see some fight from the Warriors here. Because uh, again, I think Jaw's probably going to be absolutely pumped uh, that he could rest that game and his guys still won the won, won that one out. So uh, yeah, maybe he comes dude, back. Maybe go he either says, way. Fuck it, comes back for Game yeah. Seven. We'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, but yeah, without without Jaw, uh, obviously the the timetable on his return is kind of up in the air. Uh, you know, we, we've heard that he might be out of the playoffs for good, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Like, again, cause we even said, like, we didn't think he was going to miss much time on Monday. And, you know, here we are. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. We, we want him back out there, but uh, Poole, Jordan hopefully Poole it's must, in the cards. Jordan Poole must have the strongest hands in, in the world, man, to bone bruise Honestly, him on that like, grab. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> must be like a, a a secret ancient like finger trick yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. We Just couldn't even yeah we couldn't even see Kung it. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, to to finish up the podcast here, uh, you know, Jordan, uh, we didn't really talk about this beforehand. Uh, but right after we finished the the podcast on Monday, Nikola Jokic finally was MVP. announced uh, back to back MVPs. Uh, you see him get it in Serbia, get it in Serbia, coming off the cart. They're, what the fuck was that? And they've got the fucking, they got the accordion going, and he, Yo, it felt like a movie, man. And, I was like, this is awesome. And Bean is gonna see that and get so. Oh man, I, he probably has already already has seen it, but wow, to to be beat out and by a fucking big burly European <laughs> guy who doesn't even care. He's already back in Serbia, yeah. and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I I, I was gonna actually. Forgot. I thought about wearing it, but I was like, no, oh, that's too obscure for anyone to even think it's funny and it wouldn't be worth it. Uh, the little, like, the beater that he was wearing? Yeah. Uh, that's an old-ass Nike shirt. I've had that shirt since, like, mid-high school. Oh, shit. I nah, still have that beater. Out. It's uh, Yeah, I thought I thought about throwing it on. I feel like an MVP, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, great great fashion style by, oh, yeah. uh, by Jokic uh, for, for his equestrian. Uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> is it still equestrian for course racing? I don't know. But, uh, I think so. Uh, you know, there's still, uh, you know, there, there's still the uh, the debate on, uh, you know, whether Jokic deserved it. But uh, as far as the the, the NBA media went, he 100% did because only like Embiid was the second highest vote getter, and he only got six first place votes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this was an absolute landslide victory for Jokic to get that second MVP. Yeah. Uh, Embiid was a little salty about it, rightfully so. Uh, I think that you know it's fair for him to you know kind of have some of those critiques. Um, but I, I like he was kind of like. Oh well, I don't know how much more else I like. What else I have to do? And it's like, okay, well now you're just being like, now that's the wrong way to be salty. You could say I should have gotten it. I played really well, but yeah. not. Well, what else do I have to do? It's more so because then now you're looking at it like you want like pity. I'm not gonna pity you. You you had yeah. a great season. Yeah. But so did he. Uh, and and, and, and maybe, I just want to say, Matt, just before you go on, Joel Embiid shot seven for twenty four in a closeout game at home. Could have extended yeah. this this series. Like at the end of the day, um, he. He didn't. It's not like he played uh, to the top, top 
you know, of his capabilities right till the end. I know he's dealing with injuries, so, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm only making the point just to say, you know, Jokic, even though he was eliminated early, played incredibly well in the playoffs. Yeah, like 13 or 31, 13, and 11 or something in that yeah. uh, that elimination game. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah it's it, 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 I, I think either, again, either one of them and Giannis as well uh, were good good MVP picks. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see you know, a guy win back to back MVPs again. Uh, only been done a couple times in NBA history. I believe it's LeBron, Larry Bird, uh, Kareem. Larry Magic Bird, three Johnson. in a row. Larry Bird. Yep. yep a lot of, my, white, a lot of white dudes have went back to back. Steve Nash. Steve uh, Nash. Something about Jokic it. Jokic and uh, Larry Bird. Once, once the yep. once the media gets a hold of them, they just they're like again, again, yeah. Oh my god. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Bill Russell also a uh, a three yeah. time. Oh yeah. Uh, three oh oh did he? Oh okay. I thought it was a, yeah. okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, back in the sixties. So uh, they, uh, yeah, so crazy it's, with it. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy to think about. And uh, you know, again, congratulations to the Joker. And we, yeah, we'll see if he can get that three peat. He gets that white boy. Good luck. Oh man, and three. Three of the the three finalists all from outside the U.S. and four of the yep. five with Luca. If you throw him in there, so really uh, demonstrating the the global game uh, with you know I, th- I think that's that's kind of the story of the the NBA moving forward. That there's all these international guys like I think uh, Perkins like tweeted it out. Who's going to be the next uh, you know uh, American star to take back the MVP trophy? Not sure who that could be. You know you that could be Jaw. There's st- obviously. You know the majority of the the talent in the NBA is from from the U.S., but uh, the 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 yeah the the globalness of the game that you, that you saw you know as it grew through the '90s and you know even back to the Dream Team like uh, the the presence the NBA has all across the world really being shown right now with uh, amazing talent from from everywhere. Yeah, 100. And uh, I'm not gonna go on the big rant on it, but uh, Adam Silver and whoever else had any their hands in this pot. Um, I and hopefully Jordan's gonna back me up on this because I would like some backup, but I'll I'll take them all myself. I have okay. to. Fuck we'll you for changing all the goddamn trophies. Oh yeah, we they got new trophies too. We got Eastern <laughs> Conference Larry- Finals trophies, baby. Well, okay, so no, so now we have all that new shit. Yeah, the Larry, the, the Larry Bird and uh, Magic Johnson. I like that. I don't Western hate that. I don't hate that. With you like the MVP. Uh, that Western Eastern Conference MVP? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm. I'm not counting. It's not serious. Like I'm no. not gonna be like in 20 years from now. I'm not gonna be like, oh, this guy's got three conference MVPs. Fuck that. But if you um, win, if then, you win the one and then and then the finals MVP, that's gotta be that. They're gonna call that like the treble or something. Like the regular season, the conference, and I'm the not, finals MVP. I'm gonna pretend it doesn't exist. But I'm also <laughs> talking about man. They physically changed. They the did. MVPs. They did. Yeah. yeah what yeah. the fuck is? That? I don't uh, physically change the MVPs. Uh, physically change the awards. Like. I was saying in the offseason, we were talking about our, our, our award predictions. These are my favorite. Like, they're the best trophies yeah. in sports, but not the Larry O'Brien. That one's kind of basic, it's and now it looks, even, it looks even stupider now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, they all have a great look to yeah. them. Yeah. And now it's this shitty silver ball. Like, that's not marketable. Someone's going to drop that one time, and it's going to explode. Yeah, so, uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about that at all. Um, maybe again, this is the old man yelling at cloud right now. But uh, fuck you, NBA. That wasn't cool. That wasn't cool at all. Yeah, no. I'm. I. I yeah, I agree. I do like. I. I'm cool. No matter. I'm. I'm gonna swerve. I'm going to disagree. I like the conference uh, finals MVP trophies. I'm. I'm excited to see who wins them. Are they giving them out this year? Is it this year that they're I, starting? I think so. All I right. think so. I, 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 I'm not sure. Nobody quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that this would be the first year. Okay. Uh, and the only the only part of that I liked was that Larry Bird said that uh, you know the only thing he he now 
which is he could have done in his career was win a Magic Johnson Western yeah. Conference MVP. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Just so you have that over him. Oh man! Uh, which was yeah, you got you got to love that from uh, from the Birdman there. Um, but everybody, you also got to love Big Dog Ball Talk. So follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. All social media, no YouTube. Can't, this yeah, episode. I can't believe we look uh, we look so good today. I can't believe we're not gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, what are you wearing, man? Jordan's got this like baby blue I, polo. Kind of looks like a retro Blue Jays. He's kind of got the, well, the chest hair of, poking out. It's kind of a nice look, man. Well, yeah, I'm I'm out of uh, clean clothes here. That's the only reason I'm wearing this. But Matt, it's been like fucking. I swear to God, 28 degrees here, sunny for like three straight days. It's been hot as shit. Yeah, it hasn't been that hot here, but uh, hey, I'm I'm happy for you, man. I mean, it's still been nice though. The the summer's yeah. finally here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Summer's here. We're, we're maybe we we'll have to do like an outdoors podcast at some point. Man. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you, in the, in the sheep, come down here. We'll 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 be surrounded by sheep, little lambs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll just uh, you know they can chime in. A lot of that. Yeah, a lot so of Le- a lot of bitch ass LeBron fans. Uh, you know all these little lambs. All the sheeple. Here. Yeah. All those sheeple, man. Yeah. They they just uh, hear one thing and they they all go with it. It's kind of annoying, but, but uh, fact. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, if you're gonna be a sheeple, uh, you know, follow us. Uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk, yeah. we'll be your shepherds. We'll yes. be your shepherds, no problem. I know, uh, how to, I, I, the, I know what I'm doing. I, yeah, I've got the crook. It's yeah. uh, it's all good. We're, we'll take you to the promised land. But uh, again, thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, follow us. Uh, you know, tweet at us. Uh, do anything. We want to hear from you guys. That's uh, that's always something we enjoy, uh, good or yep. bad. Uh, and then recommend us to your friends, family, whoever the fuck you think would uh, be interested in our uh, our NBA recaps, takes, and uh, so much more. Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna try to get you guys. Check us out on TikTok. We're we're yep. there. Yep. Uh, and we're, and we're going to, again, try to get you guys some kind of a Wednesday uh, yes. special sometime soon. Uh, and we're, we're planning that one out. So, uh, you know, be on your toes for that one. But uh, for Big Dog Ball Talk, it's Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Matt, it's, uh, it's Friday the 13th today. Oh, shit, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously. Oh, my God, where's that coming from? Be, be careful. Like, don't do anything... Don't do anything risky today. Throw some salt over your shoulder. I don't know. Say say some sort of prayer. What are you going to do, Matt? It's Friday the 13th. So, man, first off, I'm not afraid of that. I, I, this is I, a as, big as mistake, it, Matt. No, listen to me, man. Listen to okay. me, man. As it was said, Alex, as it was said on the Titanic, just... man. Oh, no, listen man. to me. Listen, listen to me. Look at my eyes, man. A All real right. man makes his own luck. So okay. I don't give a fuck okay. about you... any of that stuff, man. Uh, I, I'm a, maybe I'll walk under a ladder, pet a black cat. I don't know. I'm going to, I might just step embrace on a the crack. bad luck. You're going to break Yaya's back, Matt. Okay. You step oh, on a boy. crack. <laughs> Not Yaya, man. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, that back would be, uh, that back can't handle that shit, man. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll hop, skip, and uh, leap over a crack. But uh, I'm not afraid of no Friday the 13th, man. All right. All right. We'll see, Matt. We'll see if you're alive next pod. Hopefully. Hope not.